1: The war for free speech continues. Today on the Effortless English Show, we have a discussion, a conversation between Anthony Kumia and Gavin McInnes. Our old friend Gavin. Gavin... You may remember he ha- hosts his own show on Rebel Media. Currently has a show on Rebel Media, a YouTube channel. Anthony Kumia, I believe is how you pronounce it, is a radio host. He, he used to be on a very, very big radio show for, out of New York City. It was called uh, Opie, Opie and Anthony. Huge, huge, huge show. Very, very big. And then Kumia got fired. He got fired because of tweeting. Now, this guy's a comedian. And so, I don't know, he, he tweeted a f- between some transgender person, I think. It was some transvestite, some man pretending to be a woman. And this transvestite sent him a tweet kind of insulting him or joking, and he's a comedian, so he came back and insulted the transvestite guy, and they kind of went back and forth, and then he lost his job because of this, because, like, a whole campaign started that said he was hateful and, you know, evil, transphobic, which means you're afraid of trans people, and you're hateful, a Nazi, right? All this stuff that we've talked about uh, this week, really, in some previous shows, well, it all happened to him. So he goes on to a show with Gavin McGinnis. Gavin interviews him about what happened, and they discuss uh, free speech in America, the war for free speech that's happening now. And they talk about how, you know, this isn't just about twitter that the left the marxist groups are threatening people right they're sending death threats to people they are finding people's address that they don't like like gavin's or anthony camille's and they're posting the address on social media and encouraging people to go there and attack them and twitter lets them do this twitter lets leftists do this Twitter bans people on the right or libertarians or classic liberals for much, much less. So these big companies are clearly siding with helping these kind of Marxist mobs. It makes you wonder why, right? What's happening? Why are these huge billion-dollar companies supporting this? Well, it's because... They want to shut down free speech. They want to close down free speech. They don't want to be criticized. They don't want people to wake up to what all the billionaires are doing to us. So these mobs, these leftist mobs, are very useful for them. All right. Let's actually go uh, to the first part of the interview. I'm going to play a little part. Then I will come back and... Explain it. Let me just find the spot. Here we go. Oh, right, oh, oh, right there. Oh, yeah. Good, got it.
2: But yeah, I don't count that because this is a mob. It's just like the mafia. Yeah. Yes, this screaming mob of hysterical people going into your work, tweeting your clients, fucking attacking on the street, putting up. I, I had a bunch of trannies put up my home address. With happy hunting Really? Yeah and talk about my kids and shit That's not the free market No, that, <laughs> That's not people that's I opted, the mob I have the freedom to opt to kill your family There
0: you go it's it's my choice. You know, your speech has consequences. Really? <laughs> Death to my family is the consequence? That's the new thing that people really do pull out with freedom yeah. of speech. Well, you got the freedom of speech, but there are consequences. Mm-hmm. It's like, first of all, or or here's another one. You, well, you have freedom of speech, but that's the government isn't stopping oh, you that's from doing something. One. It's a business, and they run their business. It's like, okay, if there's a threat looming over you, of losing everything you worked your life for, if you say a certain thing, that's not freedom of speech anymore. Yes. You're you're infringing on the freedom of speech through coercion, threats. Yes. And, and then, taking it a step further, yes, death, violence to your family. Uh, that is is consequence
2: for freedom of speech. It's like the Salem witch trials. Okay, first part. Okay, so Gavin says
1: that, you know, these are mobs. These are mobs. These, these leftist attacks on free speech. They're mobs. A mob, M-O-B, what has two meanings, really? Um, and they use kind of both meanings here in this conversation. They're kind of using both at the same time. One meaning of mob, it's kind of slang, is like mafia. Right? Mafia, like the old Italian mafia from the movies, the Godfather, right? So, kind of organized crime, the mob. The more general meaning of that word, mob, is just an angry group of people out of control, angry and violent group of people. Right? So, you can get mobs of people and they just will attack. Right, Because they just go, ah! they get crazy, and then they all get each other more and more crazy, and then they become violent. That's also a mob. And so they're kind of saying it's both. It's like these people are both kind of like organized crime, and also they're just like this wild, uncontrolled, violent group. And they're talking about how these uh, these people, they will make an excuse, these people in these mobs, They're attacking. They'll make an excuse that, well, you can say you're free speech, but free speech has consequences. Right? It means you're free to say something, but if people don't like it, then you have to accept what happens next. And Anthony, Camilla, and Gavin both laugh about this, saying this isn't free speech. You know, if the consequence is that you lose your job and... You lose your business and they attack your customers or other people at your job and they harass and attack your family and they threaten violence. And and now they're even doing violence. We're starting to see this happening now. They're actually attacking people with pepper spray and sticks and punching them and kicking them. That's not free speech. That's not free speech. Right, They're using coercion. Coercion means force. So they're infringing on free speech. To infringe means to limit or stop. So these are crazed mobs of, of leftists. You see Hollywood, all these Hollywood celebrities are encouraging this. It's frightening. They're using the mobs to try to silence people. And they're trying to silence anyone they disagree with. That's what's really scary. Because so they call everybody, you know, a, a fascist, a sexist, a hateful. They just use these words. And then they attack, attack, attack. They, they'll they try to find your address, try to harass. Like they said, their, their children have been harassed and threatened. That's what's happening in America now. And it's these crazy leftists doing it. And they attack anybody that criticizes them or disagrees with them or won't go along with their crazy ideas. Very, very frightening. Let's go ahead a little more and listen to another section. And then I'll talk more. So let me just find the section here. It's there. Right there. Okay, here we go. Next part, Anthony Camilla, Gavin McInnes.
0: Or, or anything women's rights that all of a sudden if you have an opposing viewpoint to the b- bullshit whatever's being put out there it gets escalated to not just well he has an opposing viewpoint i wonder what his uh take is on this is he a racist or does he just have a an opposing viewpoint it goes instantly instantly to hitler yes you're a hitler, hitler. You, you talked about Fire israel him. and you weren't as sympathetic as somebody
2: Hitler <laughs> it's, it is it is fascist ironically and this permeates every part of monoculture like your wife will complain to her friend oh my husband was drunk last night he pissed the bed divorce <laughs> you're like whoa 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 or you go to you see some rally and they're pro-Israel and someone goes fuck you and spits on police, police! Yes. like no one want, you never see debate him Yes, I yes. demand a debate. <laughs> I've never heard – that word is dead, by the way.
0: It is dead. Totally because, dead. Like I said, if you're in a debate and someone starts losing, it, it, that's it. You're you're labeled something, and now you're that. So your point can't be valid. You're a racist. Yes. We're, we're debating race. Blah, 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 blah. Somebody goes, uh-oh, I'm getting – racist. I'm not even going
2: to listen to you anymore yes. with your racist. We ca- and then they say things like, I can't even – yeah it's that it's it's especially bad with the millennials because they're so fucking soft
1: okay let's talk about this section now so going back and they're saying the problem is that now with the these people they're talking about kind of the leftist marxist groups that they don't accept an opposing viewpoint an opposing viewpoint just means disagreement right so maybe they say um you know, Marxism is great, and you say, no, 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 Marxism is terrible, Marxism has a long, bad history, you know, you have a different viewpoint. They don't accept that. They immediately will shout at you and call you names like, Hitler, racist! So they won't debate, right? They they escalate it, they make it worse, and they will not demand, they will not ask for a debate, they will not have a discussion. They will not talk about evidence. They just label people who disagree with these labels. Hitler, fascist, you know, evil, racist, homophobe, transphobe. They just use these words and they say, okay... You're this evil, horrible person, so now I will not listen to you. So then they refuse to listen, they refuse to talk, and they just want to attack you. Evil Hitler, you're horrible, ah! Right? This is the way they stop debate, they stop discussion. Because, see, in discussions, these people usually lose. Because their ideas are not logical, their ideas are not rational. So if you try to start talking to them and then they start to lose because they're not rational, that's when they immediately start to scream, Hitler, evil, fascist, racist, sexist. And then they, now they're becoming violent because even that is not working anymore. See, that worked for a while. Calling people racist, it scared them to say, you're a racist, you're a racist, you're a homophobic. And for a while, that kept people quiet. People got scared. They didn't want to be called a racist. But they did it so much, and it was so unreasonable that now people don't care. A lot of people just say, I don't care. Call me a racist. I don't care. And so that's not working as well now. So now they're going to violence. Now they're threatening. Now they're trying to get people removed and banned from social media. They're trying to make people lose their jobs threatening their children all of this stuff it's getting very very bad
2: okay the last part of this clip I saw a debate in New York, and it's funny that we met in the basement of a bar. It's like, you might as well be going to a fucking gangbang or something. It's so sinful. And it was a gun debate, and the the guy pro-gun was uh, an editor at Field & Stream, and he just had all these stats about how many rapes and all these different crimes are prevented, not just from going get away from me, but just from the assumption that person might have a gun. Uh huh. Millions of crimes prevented, right? And then we cut to the anti-gun guy who was gay... And he's like, Are we? I mean, why am I even here? Oh, Christ. And I'm like, is this guy serious? Si- yeah. And then he it. goes, These people call themselves gun nuts. Like, they know that they're insane. And the other that's guy goes, You don't think that they ha- are a little self aware when they call themselves that? And that is the state of debate today. Yeah. Because the left has got this good guy, bad guy, fucking juvenile view of the world, but there's not enough bad guys. So they changed the definition of bad to mean any sexual intercourse that wasn't fun is rape. (laughs) Right. Uh, Any dumb chant set on a bus is a lynching. Yeah. Any tweet is an example of a a racist murderer. Mm -hmm. And these people who go to the gallows are going, what? let's talk about i let me explain nope too late you're shut down and this is what drives me not you said about the first amendment they go well it's not the government the first amendment is two things it's the government shutting you down but it's also the people yeah and if we're such pussies we go well the government didn't do it we sound like bill maher eating out obama's ass (laughs) and going the president's the best the president's just doing his best
1: okay so this last part uh um so he's saying the, the, the root of the problem is it's such a juvenile view that these people have this view that the world is divided. So we're seeing the same idea as we heard in other interviews this week of this, this sort of cultural Marxist viewpoint is that, right, the world is only two groups. There's the good, them, and then the bad people, the evil people, everybody else. And this is, juvenile means like child, childish, like a child. So this is a childish view because in the world, most people are not totally good or totally bad, right? We all have different um, strengths and weaknesses. We all have different viewpoints. Most viewpoints, most people are, in my experience, are, are fairly nice. And even if they disagree with me about certain things, that we can still be reasonable and doesn't mean they're evil because someone disagrees it's not because they're evil they just have a different opinion but these cultural Marxists they don't think that way so then he gives example and he says that and then the next problem is that they need enemies right these Marxist leftists need enemies Right without an enemy they they've got no power so they have to create remember it's just like the nazis in germany they needed the enemy of the jews you know the the communists needed the enemy of the business people the middle class right they always need the enemy the bad group to attack 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 that's how they gain power and since in america there really are not many racist okay or sexist or any of that most americans are just quite nice most americans the truth is they just don't care about you <laughs> or other people with who live differently. Most Americans just want live and let live. They live their life. You live your life. Just don't bother them. That's how most Americans feel, okay? It's very much, a, uh, it's pretty relaxed, actually. They just say, you know, just leave me alone and I don't care what you do. That's the very classic American attitude, but... Because they cannot find really evil people, because in America there are almost no true Nazis or true horrible racists, then they just create, right? They just, they make normal regular people into evil. And then Gavin gives it some examples of how they exaggerate. So he's saying if, if a woman has sex with a guy and they don't enjoy it or they, Regret it the next day, then they'll say, rape, rape, you rape me. It's not a rape. Or, you know, if someone just makes a a joke that is a, that has some race part in it, you know, like an ethnic joke, then it means you're an evil racist and you want to kill black people, right? So it's just this crazy exaggeration. And then they just start attacking and they shut you down. Shut you down means to quiet you, to silence you. And, and this is exactly the tactic that I have seen. This is why I'm speaking up now. This is why I'm doing these shows about this topic. And I'll, I'll continue covering this topic sometimes. Not all the time. I don't want to... You know, it's boring if we only talk about free speech all the time. So I'll be mixing in lots of topics. But I will be coming back to this topic of free speech uh, occasionally, regularly, because it's so important. It's so dangerous. And... I, and because i'm seeing these attacks th- that's why i'm speaking about it you know before this year i had a rule no politics in my shows or effortless english i would not talk about it at all i only talked about psychology in english but as i'm seeing this happen this year it's become so scary what's happening in the united states and it's also in europe and also in canada and in other countries i'm hearing it's happening in brazil it's happening you know all over the world there's a these kind of globalist elites control things, they're pushing this. It's such a dangerous thing that I I have to speak up. We all do. We all do. So finally, uh, they talk about the First Amendment. Now, anyone wanting to become an immigrant in the United States, anyone who wants to become a citizen of the United States, you need to learn this. The First Amendment, well, I believe, is the most important right in the American Constitution. That's why it's the first number one, and it is freedom of speech, freedom of religion. And what they're saying is that these leftists attack. They'll say, "Well, the First Amendment means the government can't silence you. The government can't attack you for speech, but businesses can and individuals can, and that's bullshit." And so, the, and that's what they're saying. They're saying, "Ah, oh, that's you know, that's that's wrong. Free speech means free speech." not just from the government, but in general. And I agree. So, this is the situation we have. In the United States, the media, the corporate media, the big corporate media is encouraging this. You know, in the in, in America, only six companies own and control like 90% maybe more than that, of the media. That's all TV stations, all radio stations, all uh, big magazines and newspapers. Six companies. Disney is one of them. Uh, General Electric is one of them. Oh, trying to remember. I have to look at it again, but there's only six. So these six huge companies. So we have to ask, you know, why? What's going on? Why do these companies support this? Because they do. They support it on all the the big corporate fake news channels, CNN, ABC, BBC. It's home Britain. It's the BBC is the worst one or one of the worst ones. Um, all these radio stations. Why, Why? Why are they? supporting these crazy people because it scares people into silence see they, it scares people to, to be quiet to not speak up to not speak the truth that's why the top elites support this craziness once they destroy free speech they'll get rid of these lefty people they'll get rid of these crazy people and they'll just you know keep control what's been happening the last couple months is that now things are becoming violent in Berkeley, Berkeley, California, across from San Francisco, across the water from San Francisco. Uh, a guy named Milo wanted to speak there. Milo is a gay um, conservative. And, you know, once again, they call, they actually, they call him racist, even though he, he likes uh to have uh black boyfriends but still they somehow they call him racist there's no there's no reason they're not rational right they just hate him they hate him because he disagrees with them and so they had a riot you know they weren't just peacefully protesting they had a riot they attacked his supporters with sticks they caused fires the Berkeley police did nothing just let them do it so to see the police that there are big powers that are supporting this. That's what's scary. By themselves, these people are not powerful. But with the support of the big media, with the support of local police, such as in Berkeley, then, very, very, very frightening. So anyway, they had all these riots, violence, and then they were burning signs. They would—they found signs that said free speech, and they were burning them. So they were... Clearly stating, clearly showing they hated free speech. And, you know, I'm going to give you a little history of America here. What's so crazy about this, what's so sad, is that back in the 1960s, Berkeley, California, is considered to be kind of a birthplace of something called the free speech movement. (laughs) Back in the 1960s, there was a movement a group of protesters who fought for free speech because um in america at that time some books were being banned they were trying to you know they were preventing some books from being published that they didn't like uh and at that time it was kind of more uh conservative people were doing the banning and re- and kind of religious people and so this movement started of protests to fight for free speech. And it was, it's known as the, the Berkeley free speech movement. They started it there. So it used to be that Berkeley, California, where we have the University of California, of Berkeley, that used to be like a, this place that was famous for free speech. And now here we are, 2017, and it's become exactly the opposite. Now they are the enemies of free speech. Now they protest against free speech. Now they are the ones trying to silence people. Now they are the ones trying to ban books and ban speakers. Ugh. It's sickening. It's sickening, it's sad to, to see this happening. And see, if you just watch CNN, if you just watch Fox News, if you just watch those corporate cable news things, you're, you're not going to see a lot of this. They don't cover it. you got to get your news from the Internet. That's the only way now. You can't trust these big corporate and government channels. Pretty much anything you're watching on TV, just don't trust it. So where do you get your news? How do you do it? Well, you know, I think that... Number one, you have to look at the, the values of the source. You know, so what, what do they support? If they support free speech, they're more trustworthy. You can trust them more. If they're against free speech, then you really got to be careful. I wouldn't trust them too much. Now, every group, every person has their own viewpoints. Some will be more conservative, as we say, or liberal or whatever. But the next thing is, you know, are they? Do they at least try to be honest? Do they have some principles, right? So, I, I like to visit lots of different sites, and I, but I try to find ones that at least try to be honest. Okay, that talk about things and they actually have some evidence. See, now we're seeing on the news they report things they don't even have evidence. They say unnamed sources or anonymous sources. It means they're just lying. They're just making it up. It's not even true. So I want to see the real sources. I like WikiLeaks quite a lot because WikiLeaks, it's just the real direct documents. You can go read them yourself and you can make your own idea about what they say. Right? Instead of some TV person telling you the meaning, you can just look at it yourself and then decide, well, what does this mean? You know, like this week, we had the very big Wiki leaks about the CIA spying on people. Uh, pretty much can spy on all of us through our cell phones and our computers, even TVs, and how they have been spying on leaders, how they may have been spying on Trump. They definitely spied on Merkel in uh, Germany. That's frightening, because what they do is they spy on these leaders and they try to get information, and then they use the information to control them. So, f- super frightening stuff. But you don't have to trust me. You don't have to trust some news person, because the corporate news is pretending it's no big deal. Oh, no, it's nothing. It's, they're kind of trying to ignore it, mostly. Um, and, you know, I have my own feeling about it. But the cool thing is, you can follow WikiLeaks on Twitter or Facebook or go straight to their page. And you can actually read the real documents yourself. You can read exactly what the CIA is doing. And you can decide yourself with your own brain, what does it mean? Is this good? Is this bad? What's actually happening? See, that's the best source of news is when you can get it direct like that. The direct documents, the direct evidence. The more direct it is, the more real and trustworthy it is. Now it's interesting because uh, Philip Fan, one of our Effortless English fans members on Twitter, just recently uh, today I, he was tweeting me. I was we had a kind of a little Twitter conversation, a short conversation, and uh, he's in the United States. He's from Myanmar, lives in Los Angeles and was talking about the American form of government and what are called the Federalist Papers and how the United States is not a democracy, it's a republic. So he was asking me about that, like, you know, is it true America is a republic, not a democracy, and what's the difference? And at first, this seems like kind of... uh, Like, it's not connected to what we're talking about right now, this First Amendment and what's happening with free speech now. But actually, it's very connected because there's a big difference between a democracy and a republic, in theory, at least. See, a democracy is just the majority rules, right? The big group is the boss. So, in just a pure democracy, you have a vote... And if 51% of the people make a choice or a decision, that's what happens. And the other 49%, they can't do anything about it. Nothing. So uh, the weakness of it that the, the founders, the original creators of the American Constitution, the American government, they realize that pure democracy is actually uh, dangerous. Very dangerous because it can create mob rule, right? And it just means that the the big angry group can rule and can do terrible, terrible things to others, to the smaller group. And that that's not what they wanted. They wanted a kind of government that gave individual freedom to people right so it was the individual each individual citizen had freedom and rights that were protected even if they were a minority that's a republic in a republic the minority rights are protected in a republic there are universal rights right it means every individual citizen individual rights it's not about groups it's not it doesn't matter if you're in what race you are, you're black or you're white or you're rich or you're poor or whatever. It's just every single individual has these rights. And as I said, in our Bill of Rights, the first one is freedom of speech and freedom of religion. This is also in the first one, the First Amendment. And that means each individual person has the right to speak and to say their opinion without threat of being attacked without threat of being coerced or hurt or put in prison or attacked in other ways. And the same goes. You have the freedom to practice the religion you want or not to have a religion. And then there's many others. There are many other amendments. But I think the freedom of speech is the... The fundamental one, because that's how we create uh, a civil, peaceful society. See, that is the key to having a peaceful society. If everyone can truly speak without being threatened, then it means we can all get to, you know, to say what we want without being, you know, physically attacked or threatened or or losing our jobs and all that kind of stuff. And that means we can get our ideas out there. So instead of fighting with our fists. Hitting each other. Instead of using violence, instead of using guns to get power, we have to use reason and argument. That's how we have to, we have to convince people. We have to use persuasion. And so that creates a peaceful society. But when free speech gets attacked, as it is now, when free speech starts to disappear, then People don't have the choice of being able to say what they want and defend their beliefs. And that's when they have to turn to violence. That's when violence becomes a choice. Because if you can't speak up, if you're going to be attacked for saying what's important to you, well, then eventually you're going to fight back. You're going to want to fight back, and then the violence begins. You know, right now the leftists have been attacking, but I know that... People on the other side are getting very tired of being attacked and they're seeing these physical attacks and the threats and they're starting to talk about violence too now. So you're going to start seeing violence from the other side if things don't change. And that's why we got to speak up. You got to speak up and speak the truth. You know, Just discuss. It doesn't matter. We don't have to agree about everything not necessary to always agree, 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 okay? We're going to disagree. We're all different. We're going to have disagreements. Just because we disagree doesn't mean that one is evil and one is good. It doesn't even mean that one is right or wrong all the time. Sometimes two people can disagree and they both can be right. Sometimes they both can be wrong. Sometimes it's just different. It's not good or bad, right? Right? Sometimes what's good for me and what I want is not good for you. You know, I think this is true for even like things like religions. Some religions maybe fit some cultures and they don't fit others. Some ideas, some kinds of government, all these things. Some individuals, we all are different. And that's why I love and value so much that traditional american attitude of live and let live this is the solution this is perhaps my favorite part of american culture of my own country and that's why i'm so sad to see this being attacked and kind of dying because live and let live it's that's (laughs) that's the solution not forcing other people to live like you want. Not forcing your values on other people. But just let other people do what they want. Right? So, I, I think that the, the transvestite people, the men who believe they're women, I, you know, I think they kind of have maybe some little mental things going on and they, they want to have surgery and all that. Um, so, when they say, no, no, I am actually a woman, now, nah, you know, I disagree. And I'll say I don't. No, I'm sorry, I don't agree. But I don't hate them, and I honestly I don't care what they do. I don't care. Live and let live. Just leave me alone. Don't try to force me to speak a certain way. Don't try to force me to change the gender pronouns I use. Don't attack me. And as long as I you leave me alone, I don't care. They can get married. They can have surgery and dress it dress in women's clothing I don't care and that's how I feel about all other groups that I may disagree with I may not even like what they're doing but you know what in the end I'm focused on my own life my own family the effortless English family everybody else I just don't care I don't have bad feelings to them and I'm happy to let them live as they want to and I hope they're happy. Just, just don't attack me. Don't try to force me to live how you want to. To live and let live. Live and let live. This should be our motto. That should be the, the world motto. I should add it to the effortless English code. Live and let live. That's part of we show each other we care. <laughs> now we have our code, right? We do the right thing. Uh, you know, we do the best we can, and we show each other we care. Part of showing each other we care is live and let live. Part of doing the right thing is live and let live. That's why I say, like, if, if we're on Twitter, you don't attack people for their religion and try to convince them to change their religion. Okay, that's, that's not live and let live. You're trying to push your religion on someone who didn't ask you. Someone asks you about their religion, and they're and you're they're interested about your religion, and okay, fine. But if you're pushing it, and eh, that's not live and let live. Live and let live. All right. As always, this show is supported by my effortless English courses. Join my Power English course. The Power English course is really the foundation. If you don't know which to try, join that Power English course first. You're gonna, it's gonna build your confidence speaking English. It's going to help you become a fluent, confident speaker. Once you do that, you can also add the VIP program. The VIP program, that's a monthly program, and that's where you're getting new lessons from me every month. And that's really advanced English. I tend to talk a little faster in the VIP lessons. Uh, I explain a little less. And I also teach you in VIP, I teach you a lot of techniques and methods and ideas for having success in your life success with money success with your jobs and career success with your health and energy time management all of that kind of stuff i also teach you in the vip program see my secret with effortless english one of my secrets just one i have many but one of the secrets of effortless english is that i always teach you two things at one time at least two sometimes more Number one, I'm teaching you English, teaching you some vocabulary, helping you improve your listening and speaking. But also, everything I do, I'm also teaching you ideas, skills, techniques, and methods to help you have a more successful life. So I want to do both. Not just a bunch of vocabulary, but useful skills, useful techniques, useful methods. So, Power English VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. That's all for today's show. I will see you beginning of next week. Have a great weekend. Bye for now.